Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 181 of Two Drunk Brothers of the Podcast. Just me, myself, and Ethan tonight. And always Andy. here. Always of course. Always. Just the two of us. There we go, baby. We're vibing. We're vibing on a Tuesday night. Ethan's got some Ronas. And I have some Mick Ultras. We've been, we've been drinking. We're good. We're ready to go. Uh, last week, another good week of gambling. We are turning. The tides have turned. We are not turning them. They have turned and we are rolling. We are fucking just hurricane up in this bitch. Um, <laughs> the last two weeks, we are up 13.07 units in total. Uh, so it's been great. It's been like, it's not like one week was loaded more than the other. They've both been solid weeks. So we're rolling strong. This week we're going to bring to you guys, we are going to do a sober up segment, which I will let Ethan introduce to you guys here in a second. We are, me and Ethan are going to create the ultimate DFS football lineup for Sunday for the, that's all 11 games for just the whole Sunday slate. Then we are going to talk a little bit about the world series just because that's happening this week. And then we are going to dive into our weekly football picks. So, do you have anything before we hop into your segment? I do not. Um, just wanted to let the people know not to be confused that uh, the Ronas that I have is not to be confused with Rona that I do not have. So The Rona. Um, we are vibing, all feeling great, feeling healthy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, at least, I'm ready to roll. At least you got them delivered to your house and not your work. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for those of you who are wondering what <laughs> Travis is talking about, I had my beer DoorDash tonight because I forgot to pick some up on the way home. And I ordered them through DoorDash from 7-Eleven, uh, placed the order, and then five minutes later realized that I sent them to work. Um, and <laughs> my building, I work, uh, I oversee staff at a recreation center, so my building was still open. So my student staff might have received my beer and been wondering why the hell I had beer delivered to work at 9 p.m. at night on a Tuesday. Um, hey, but I managed well, to cancel it. And I think it'd be more concerning if you had beer dashed at, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. Well, you're not wrong. But so, the Tuesday yeah. the Tuesday is uh questionable in in its own sense. So I'm just glad that we got that figured out. We were we were gaming and I caught it like right before I ran out of time to cancel the order. Um so so we're glad that it worked out the way that it did. But yeah, we are all good. Glad it worked out. Um to recap just a little bit of last week's gambling. Ethan, one game away from going undefeated. Or, I don't, I don't, when 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 what what it wouldn't be undefeated. Yeah, I guess undefeated. Uh, <laughs> Iowa wasn't even really close, um, so it's not really like there was a bad beat there. I yeah. had Cincinnati minus three was one of my losses. Horrible beat, 
And then uh, Purdue money line, which was never really in question there. Jarrett had uh, a handful. Yeah, so we're not going <laughs> to talk about Jarrett's. But it's okay. He can, he can turn it around. He can get it going. So we are going to introduce, or Ethan's going to introduce, we're going to talk about a new segment, Sober Up. Yeah, yeah. Who needs to sober up? So for those of you who are wondering what the Me? hell I'm talking about, we are a drinking podcast. We are a gambling <laughs> podcast. Um, so I thought of this segment yesterday and essentially it's just, we're going to, we're going to list some people, some teams, some events, whatever it is of who needs to get their head on straight. Right. So like either they're just, they're out of it. They're not performing the best. The team's not performing the best. Um, they just have some outlandish ideas, thoughts, processes. If it's not a team, say it's an event or an idea, um, or they're just like straight up lunatic. They're just straight up drunk. So they, they need to sober up. They got to get their head on right turn the corner um that's the thought process for this segment so we're each going to give about three um different ideas for who needs to sober up and uh, you can agree to disagree with us or you can agree with us it's totally up to you but we're going to rattle them off all right i will dive into it Uh, while this one is football related it is not directly correlated with a certain football player ready for this my first person who needs to sober up is 49er faithfuls. They need to sober up (laughs) and get their head out of their ass because the San Francisco 49ers, ladies and gentlemen, are not a Super Bowl contender. They may be, may be able to sneak into the wild card with like a nine tops 10 win season. But right now looking at three and four, and the only reason they're three and four is because Jimmy G took over after Trey Lance got hurt. Without that, I think they might be a one or two win team. This team is not good. And I I saw people all the way up until that Chiefs game last week putting them as super legitimately Super Bowl contenders and like playoff threats. Let's knock it off. You need to put down the bottle. Put yeah, down the I- bottle. I actually don't hate that at all. I'm sorry. I don't think Christian McCaffrey turns you suddenly into this like unstoppable force on offense. Yes, you've got some really good offensive pieces, um, but your defense, though stout, has not been like overwhelming. Um, you play in what we thought was going to be the be- one of the best divisions in football. It has turned out to not be at all one of the best divisions in football, which is maybe why you'll sneak in as a wild card. Um, but I don't, I don't think Christian McCaffrey suddenly makes you a juggernaut. They had good running backs in Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell before he got there. And while yes, he is a different level of talent. I don't think he is suddenly, um, a game changer for you, I guess, when it comes to your season's outcome. So I like, and even, and even before they traded for late last week, like there were still people that were high on them and I, I just never saw it. Obviously, we made those bets. You made yours on the Broncos. I made mine on the 49ers beginning of the season for a reason. And it's looking to be okay. They only need to lose three more games for me to be in the safe zone. Yeah. Yeah. Three more games. That's all I need. Um, and and the Broncos only need to lose two more games for you. I know. I was which might to say be able to lead into yours. Finish. Yes. They, they literally would have to finish the season – um, what 10 and one to, to hit their bet. So uh, I'm not too worried about, or even nine and one, whatever it is. I'm not too worried about that anymore. So uh, yeah, jumping into mine of who needs to sober up. I'm sure that most of you have seen this throughout. And if you have not um, or know what I'm talking about, but my, my person who needs to sober up is Russell Wilson. And it's because for a few things, but mainly 
if you all saw his most recent Subway commercial. No, no, no. It's not Russell Wilson. It's Mr. Unlimited. More like Dangerous. Um, Yeah, literally his his most recent Subway commercial where he pulls the whole Dangerous thing. They're still like overplaying this whole Broncos country let's ride thing. Dude needs to chill out, sober up a little bit because you can be as Dangerous as you think you are. You can, you know, Broncos country let's ride it out all you want. Your team is ass and you're a big reason for it. You have not played well. You've not played like the, what, $250 man they signed you to be. Um, and then you're out here making these commercials in your free time um, when you should be trying to get your team back on track. And now you're injured and you can't do anything about it in general. I was going to say, how long is he out for? Do you know? I I don't. I didn't know if it was more than a game, to be honest with you. But either way, regardless, um, dude's got to get his head out of his ass, got to get his head out of the clouds. He's way too calm for a, a guy whose team is struggling when you were supposed to be like this turn of the turn of the tide, taking the Broncos to the promised land, Peyton Manning, joining that team back in whatever it was and suddenly making them Super Bowl contenders. That was supposed to be you, but instead you're playing it off as like, Hey, everything's fine. We're good. Your corny ass sayings and your cheesy ass commercials. You got to knock it off and play some football. Yeah. I mean, they have a, a fairly, I guess you could say fairly easy or the easiest part of their schedule coming up that they're going to get for, I guess most of the year they got, which you could say it's not that easy at the same time, the Jags, the Raiders, the Panthers. So they got three winnable games right there coming up. Um, Apparently, but he has a partially torn hamstring. So even if he does come back, I'm not sure how, but they're saying he's day to day. I don't know how that's day to day. Uh, that seems a little bit more serious than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, horrible. He's played horrible and it's been hilarious for to watch. Yeah. yeah. So probably, probably would have fared a little better with Drew Locke, if you ask me. And you paid a lot I, less money for him. I agree. I agree. Um, I have somebody who needs to sober up. And it, it's kind of kind of hits home a little bit. It's another football one. I think all mine might be football because I'm not prepared to do anything other than football. Ethan threw (laughs) a curveball at me right before we got on. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, there's some of mine that aren't football. All right, cool. Um, So mine is Mike McDaniel. He needs to sober up, especially after the first quarter of football games. Miami comes out, guns blazing the last few games. Uh with or without Tua, they look great. The offense is humming. The play calling is creative. They, they're moving the ball down the field. They had three consecutive drives where they scored to start off Sunday night football. Stalled out after that. Basic play calls, not spread, not running the ball wide to open up the middle of the field to pass, um, just conservative-ass play calling. And then when you, <clears throat> whenever he did get aggressive – there in the second half, he's going forward on fourth and three, and he's running the ball up the gut with Chase Edmonds. He needs to know his strengths, play to his strengths, and create opportunities for the Dolphins to win ball games because he damn near blew that game on Sunday night. And play your strengths, right? Like Raheem Mostert, I, in my opinion, I'm sorry, should be seeing 80% of the snaps. Oh, like, absolutely. The dude I know is he's monster. seeing more. Don't get me wrong. I know he's seeing more, but he needs to see the majority. The dude is playing out of his mind right now. And that only is predicated on speed and he is speed. So 
I am speed. <laughs> the only way he needs to come out of the ball game is to get a breather. He, you don't exactly. need to st- substitute him for just scheme fits elsewhere with Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds one can't catch a motherfucking cold, drops every ball no. possible, and he runs like he's wearing freaking stiff jeans, like it's awful. So either way, Mike McDaniel, sober up. Yeah, and I the one thing I will say too, and and I'm not making an excuse. I think it's dumb, and I think that like. It's it sucks with new coaches that have this mindset, but I think because he's in his first year as a head coach, you run into this issue of like, oh, they get out ahead, they run guns ablazing, and then he wants to play conservative because he wants to save his save his ass. He doesn't want to do anything that's gonna like be detrimental to his position. And I hate that mindset. I think Dude, I hate do it. what you do, run do the, what you know how to do, and keep doing it. You don't have to. This stop. is the, this is the NFL. You fucking run the score up as much as possible. Absolutely. Like, Nobody you, cares. You I fucking care. score 60 we points. Love see, we love to see points. Exactly. Exactly. Especially um, with a quarterback that's trying in like a prove it or lose it year. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I will say Dolphins look total team with center, which I never thought it said, but he came back and they suddenly were just like a, a dominant football team again to me. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I was right for a little bit. For I mean, for hell yep. up until this year, nobody really predicted it. Like you could have been a believer no, right. into all you wanted to, you still would never have predicted how they're playing this year. And it's great and love to see it. Uh, yep. Who was your second on list? Yeah. So you talked about fans um, when it came to the 49ers or just, you know, 49ers faithful in general, whatever. Um, I have a similar one. It is not football though. It is Yankees fans. And it's kind of the flip side of things. How are you? And I, I get, the like the fan base and like the history of it and just how they are in general. Um, but how are you going to boo Aaron judge who was the whole reason your team was where they were to begin with because he had one bad series and not just boo, but like boo this man off the field in a contract year where he was already debating whether or not he wanted to come back. And then on the, like the same side of things, how are you going to boo Matt Carpenter who had a huge reason and you were even where you were at because he stepped in in May through like July when your team lost a lot of pieces and their offense was not great outside of Aaron judge. And then how are you going to boo Harrison Bader who yes, dropped a a bad ball in the outfield that did cost you a run, but that man hit five home runs in the postseason was the only reason that you were in the games to begin with. He hit 330 with five home runs just blows my mind at how quickly they will turn on players when things just don't quite go. And then I, that was the other thing that I wanted to add too. right. Is like, then you have all these Yankees fans that are again, making excuses for why they lost to the Astros. I understand that in 2017, they did cheat. I hate the Astros just as much as the next person, but you can't make excuses for this one. Your team just fucking blows. Like, I'm sorry, you guys traded away your pitching. If you don't have pitching in the playoffs, you're not going to perform well. Um, your hitters didn't show up. They went through a bad slump. People go through slumps, and you paid for it because you didn't have the pitching to kind of balance that out. So suck it the fuck up, Yankees fans. <laughs> you're never going anywhere. Congrats on your 27 rings from 1920. Um, get over it, and we'll see you next year when you inevitably lose in the postseason again. Yep, once once again. Hey, and we saw it with the Cardinals, you know, Great hitting didn't show up in the playoffs. Shit yeah, happens. Exactly. I can't say anything right. Like Cardinals suck just as bad, but I'm not out here booing my team because they didn't show up when it mattered. Um, I'm disappointed in them, but I'm not running them off the field. 
especially a once in a lifetime franchise player. That's what I was like, Jesus Christ. Like the man's not coming back next year. I'm sorry, Yankees fans. He 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 don't want to come back now. You don't think so? After that, man got booed all postseason after he was already questionable. If he comes back, I think he's dumb. And I, I like I think there's so many other places he could go. He could get more money. He'd be more endeared by the fans. I think he ends up in San Francisco. That's just me, but we'll see what happens. All right. Fair enough. I have one. So my last one, I was debatable. I was like, eh, this one's kind of obvious, but I kind of want to talk about it because now it's like full force reality mode. Um, and it, It's kind of it's like two sides of the ball here. Uh, we can go either way, but the the first part of it leads into we talked about my team, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is my next one. Um, but not only Aaron Rodgers, but the style of quarterback play that is Aaron Rodgers, him, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, all those guys that have that are like those older style quarterbacks that doesn't work anymore. So we gotta they we gotta sober up the offensive minds. And realize that I mean, look at it, look at this new generation of quarterbacks. You got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, just I mean, Justin Herbert, all these Lamar Jackson, all these guys. It is not your Aaron Rodgers, your Tom Brady's. And I think we're kind of seeing that now that football's changing and the game's gonna change whether or not you you have them in there or not, and it's not gonna work out. You uh you took my last one, so I like that. I did have one on reserve that I will bring up, um, but I agree. I my last one was Aaron Rodgers, just specifically. But I think that yes, you can lump Air, or Tom Brady and Matt Ryan and some of those older age quarterbacks into that. Is that I get it? They're not playing horrible. Like Tom Brady, Aaron. No, Rodgers, it's not bad. Yeah, Matt Ryan kind of was, but um, Tom Brady, Aaron right. Rodgers. They're not playing horrible, but they're not playing winning football. And obviously, they're both three and four. And then Matt Ryan lost his job. Um, because it's just it is it's a new age it's a new era of football where these qbs are more mobile there's a lot more um run pass option there's a lot more movement behind the line of scrimmage on plays that you just don't see much i mean the packers really do try to try to create more movement with like having both aaron jones and aj Dillon in the backfield but the problem is is that aaron Rodgers is either just not hitting throws like i was at the game on sunday and my man's missed a lot of plays that he normally would hit. And then on the flip side of that, he also has receivers who just don't know how to fucking catch the ball. Apparently but the worst secondary in the league and Romeo Dobbs did not have a single catch. Alan Lazard had like four catches and you, your only touchdown passes that you were able to throw were to your running back. So it just blows my mind. Tom Brady gets blown out of the water. Um, dude's clearly got some other things going on in his life, but yes, they're, it, that style of QB play is out the door. And I think after these three retire, it's completely out of the door. And that whole new age of quarterback uh, play and quarterback style is coming in. Like you just have to get uh, more creative with them. And I'm not really sure that that's possible to do so with how they were just kind of brought up and how they've played for such a long time. Cause defenses are getting better. Players are getting better. If you, if you were to put a modern day NFL team up against shit even a team from the early 2000s i think they blow them out of the water yeah it's the way these defenses too play like these two high safeties now um more consistently kind of cut the deep play out which you know tom brady aaron Rodgers, they were so well known for even matt ryan just known for being able to to throw that deep ball with accuracy um 
it's just not even an option anymore. You don't see those deep balls because of the way the defenses play now. You really take away the big play. So um, you're seeing a lot. You're seeing a lot more blitzes. I mean, even like from the from the Dolphins standpoint, like they do cover zero a lot, and they'll just bring a heavy blitz. And it's like guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You have no if if somebody doesn't block, you're you're getting hit, and you're getting hit yep. hard. Yeah, because there's just... not a whole lot of movement out of the pocket <laughs> like some of these other guys. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So all yeah. right, well, there's my third one. I took yours. What do you got on backup? Yeah, my backup's kind of a simple one, and it's it's a recurring thing every single year. It has nothing to do with sports because, and that's why I put it as my reserve. But it has to be said, and the only reason I even thought of it is because I was in Target the other day, and it was right in front of my face and it's fucking people who start putting up Christmas decorations and putting out Christmas stuff before (laughs) Halloween has even begun. I just, I don't understand it, man. I love Christmas as much as the next person, but why, why in October when we're still, I love, I think the reason that irks me so much is because I love the fall season. I love like going and doing all the fall shit and like the, just like the leaves changing and like all the shit with like picking pumpkins. I'm like, I'm a sucker for that. I'm a basic white girl. Um, but it just blows my mind that people start putting up Christmas decorations and Christmas things and buying Christmas stuff and Christmas shopping this early. It blows my mind. Y'all got to not Christmas shopping. I can understand as long as you're not going overboard. If you're like just trying to get some of it done out of the way. Yes, that's fine. But Christmas decorations, Christmas music, uh, uh, that shit. You cannot start Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonix Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit FindRealRelief.com. That's FindRealRelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to FindRealRelief.com. Yeah, and I I will even cut y'all some slack week of Thanksgiving. So if you have like people over and you start putting putting up minimal decorations to kind of transition the the period of time, um, but anything before that, hell, no. like no, knock it off. I don't even like putting up the Christmas tree until December. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm on board with that. Freaking these holiday people need to take a chill pill. Also, on top of that, not necessarily sober up. You need to go to rehab if you leave your Christmas lights up all year round. Yes. Rehab. Yeah. Don't be Check lazy. The mental put, facility. Put your fucking put your fucking lights away. It's not that if you put them up, you gotta know you gotta take them down. So take them down. Dude, shit drives me insane. <laughs> well, that, ladies and gentlemen, was who needs to sober up? Brand new segment. Might bring it back. We'll see. Have um, I know I will need to sober up later, but for now, I'm going to keep drinking. Of course. And we are going to, uh, after this, after Travis cheers me through his microphone, um, 
Me and Travis are going to try to put together an ultimate daily fantasy lineup for you all. We are going to be using DraftKings. Um, That's like the the pricing. basic one to yeah. use. Yeah, if you if you're doing daily fantasy on Fanduel, you need to also check yourself into a fucking rehab facility yeah. because Fanduel. <laughs> I, I have learned, ladies and gentlemen, that Fanduel will rob you blind. And I'm not saying the shit is rigged. Just the prices never, and, and lines. Their lines are, it's somehow, and I don't know what it is, but their lines always seem to be worse. Like something that I'll be betting on on FanDuel or on DraftKings that's like minus 120. I'll look on FanDuel and it'll be like minus 124. Like small difference, but like why? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then on top of that, their boosts. I'm not like again, I'm not saying shit's rigged. I, I get that, like whatever. But their boosts always seem to miss by one leg, but they're always so enticing. Never bet FanDuel's boosts. You're not gonna hit them. If you they, do, it'll be once in a blue moon, and you'll have already lost your money anyways. So you know why you know why they put them up there? Because they to lose to win, to get suckers <laughs> like you, not yeah. you specifically, but whoever's listening and betting them to get suckers like you to fucking bet them. That's Use, why using yens all out there. Using okay. yens and y'all don't bet on that. Shit. All right. So now we got that covered. We're using DraftKings Daily Fantasy. I've been doing a little some daily fantasy a little bit this year. Um, and dude, the first like six or five weeks I played, I had like there's like a big pool of like 50 people. And I was like right outside the money. So it's first, second, and third win. I was like fourth and fifth the first five weeks, and now it's about fucking about to pull my hair out. <laughs> so maybe we can sculpt up a good DFS lineup. So you just go, obviously, go in the NFL, do the classic one. There's 11 games on Sunday. Don't matter which one you do, but that's what we're doing where you get nine players, quarterback, two running backs, two, three wide receivers, tight end flex, and a defense. So let's kick it off first. And let's save, let's like get our salary cap out of the way with defense. Yep. That's what I usually like to do and pick like sort of a cheaper one that we exactly. think might be able to get some good value against someone. Yeah. I'm sure that you guys have listened to Travis and Jared do this before. They did this last year a couple times, and I'm sure years passed before that as well. Um, but if you're picking your quarterback first just because it's at the top, you're not doing it right because then you're going to screw yourself later you're going to get in your head you're going to get down to the end and realize you don't have any money and then you're going to go back out take your qb out put somebody in you didn't want to start with your defense then maybe start with some of these other pieces then go to your quarterback yeah for sure so when looking at the defenses this week did anyone stand out to you because i mean you got to think too not necessarily like, oh, who's the best one? But who's someone that's affordable, cheap, that's going to save you some money that might be able to get you just an average amount of points? We're not looking to get a, a booming defense. Yeah, I got I got one immediately, and it's because of the matchup. It's because the defense itself isn't that bad, and it's because of the uncertainty, and it is the Washington Commanders. Um, don't like this team, but they're playing the Colts, and Sam Ellinger's starting. And you saw what they just did to the Packers. Granted, the Packers did end up with 21 points. Um, $2,600. They're almost at the bottom end. Indiana's defense, according to DraftKings, ranks 31st, or not defense, offense. Um, that's to me, that's a steal. You could get a couple sacks. You might see a pick or two from Sam Ellinger, might I, see a touchdown pull up. 
I don't hate it because my favorite defense to play this week is the Eagles, who are 3,900. They're the second most expensive. And then mm-hmm. you look down at the commanders and they're 26. So you're saving $1,300, which is a large margin. And you look at it, okay, yeah, the, the commanders might not get you, you know, 10 to 13 points or whatever, but they have yet to get negative points all year long. So they're, they're putting, they're going to give you, they're going to put you up some positive points. So let's throw them on the board for 2,600. Um, and then let's move on next to tight end. Cause this is yep. a, this is a position too, where this week in specifics is going to be a value grab because Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are both yep. on by. So um, this one was tough for me. There's there's some obviously some good ones to grab that are expensive like George Kittle. Um, I will not touch Darren Waller with a ten foot pole. Um, one because of his matchup and two because of you know just how uncertain he is in that offense right now. Zach Ertz is an interesting pick for me. He and is then, he's one of the more expensive ones, but he is interesting. And then looking way down, and I, I'm being recency bias here, but Juwan Johnson. I knew you were going to say that. 3,200 against Vegas with the matchup that he has is so enticing. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger, but those were kind of my two first options was Ertz and then Juwan Johnson just with the matchups that they have. My only thought on Juwan Johnson, because I was looking at him too this week because I was like, man, he had a good week last week, and I wanted to bet him really bad. I don't know why I never did it. I wanted to bet him really bad. It was like plus like 1,600 or something. Anytime touchdown score last week. Wow. And of course he, <laughs> he did. Um, my only thought about that is that, so those were his first two touchdowns that he scored last week. Yeah. You could look at it one of two ways. One, they're getting him more involved in the offense. Mm, a little bit highly unlikely or two. They came in kind of like weird garbage time spots. Cause they were getting blown out. I will say somebody else just kind of stuck out to me. Um, Irv Smith Jr. against Arizona. So the other side is Zach Ertz's ball. Um, Arizona ranks 31st against tight ends. Um, He did just come off of a double-digit performance. He's getting a little more involved in that offense. Um, I I don't remember if Adam Thielen was out last week, and that might be part of it, but um, they were on look either. Weren't they on by? They were on by last week, were they not? They were on by last week, so the week before yeah. then, whatever it was, yeah. Um, I don't hate that. I just hate Minnesota tight ends and taking them because there's yeah. just so many weapons there. Yep. Um, I mean, we could go, we could go value grab because we're gonna have to do that with some people and go Juwan Johnson because when you think about it, do you want to spend the extra two thousand dollars and get a Zacherts that could maybe even put up like five more points? Right. At, so, at most, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I think touch the thing with tight ends is they're very touchdown dependent in terms of value, especially when Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey are unavailable. The rest of them, it's all about touchdowns. If they don't score we'll, a touchdown, we'll go Mister and Mrs. TikTok with Juwan Johnson. Have you seen him and his <laughs> yes. him and his wife's TikToks? Yeah. All right, all right. We want to grab a running back, a wide receiver, or a quarterback next. Let's go. Let's go look at QBs. Let's get our big our big player or one of our bigger spots out of the way. Yep. And I always hate taking a top quarterback because quarterbacks are, are really overvalued in DFS. I think 
Because yeah. you could hit you you could hit somebody who gets thirty five points. You could hit someone that gets twenty five points, but it could be flip flopped with just like a thousand dollar difference. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I mean, obviously that's anything, but quarterbacks especially because they're going to put up points regardless. Um. There's one guy that pops out to me. It's not crazy expensive. Okay. I mean, he's pretty expensive, but it's Tua. Yep. I was looking at Tua as well. Even as a non-Dolphins fan, that was and even favorite. and and on top of that, might be able to like cuff him if we have the the options later on with either a Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill. Because yep. they play the D, they play the Lions this week and they're needing kind of a show out game. And I think they're gonna put it on after what happened last week. Yep. I, I actually I that was the first person I looked at. I was kind of stuck on it. The only thing that I am like hesitant on, and it's what I'm about to say, and I, I guess we can jump into this next just because it's it's fresh on my mind, is running back, and I really want to take Raheem Mostert. <laughs> his matchup is so perfect. He's so cheap. I mean, or not so cheap, but very cheap for his position. I was like, We could go, we could go somewhere else. Um, we could go with another good matchup that someone's getting. Let's see here. You're talking about a QB or running back? QB, like outside of Tua, because you never know. I mean, the odds of him putting up a, a shit ton of points. I mean, he only he only did he only put up a good amount of points once, and that was Week Two against Baltimore. Outside yeah. of that, he's been very very subpar fantasy wise. So I don't hate passing up on him. Uh, we could take a – I'm looking at either a Geno Smith or Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was my second one, and I think that the upside there is just because of his ability to run like Tua um, because they're both not like – you know they're not Lamars or Kylers or whatever, but they still do put up a decent ground game. Daniel uh, Jones puts up a lot more than, than someone like Tua. I mean, yeah. shit, last week he had 100 rushing yards. Yeah. And so I think there's upside with that. Obviously, he has a pretty good matchup with Seattle as well um, for his position, at least according to DraftKings. Um, Let's do it. He's $5,700. He's below our average remaining per player that we have, so that will increase that. So we got Daniel Jones, Juwan Johnson, and the Commanders. Let's go into our running backs. We already know who you want to throw in there, and that is Raheem Mostert. Raheem must start. Where's he at? Where's he at? He is all the way down at like 5,900, I believe. Yeah, 5,900. So he has a a good matchup. If you want to take a higher value person later, like a a high, high value, not that it's necessary, but he has a good matchup. All right. Fair enough. We could take him or he Mostert. And we got we got a lot of money to spend. We can splurge on a running back and a wide receiver coming up. That was my thought too. Let's go on into wide receiver and take a peek at this. Obviously, the most expensive Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, yeah. Devontae Adams. Very expensive players, though. Might be able to take a snag at one of them a little bit later. Who do we got that is good? You know, like really good. Crazily, a lot less expensive. I'm looking at D Hop and Michael Pittman. Um, obviously, Sam Ellinger scares me a little bit with Michael Pittman. But, yeah, um, I'm kind of wanting to stay away from him. We yeah. the first week with Sam Ellinger coming back. Well, you know, who's um, really cheap is Jalen Waddle. And if you wanted, well, we don't have two anymore. But 
Um, he's cheap too. Yeah, he's right around what our average remaining player is at sixty seven hundred, and Tua just likes to get him the ball a lot. You could look at the weeks, whatever yep. Tua hasn't been there, not too great. But with Tua, he's putting up double digits. It seems like Tyreek Hill is more of the safety for those backups because when Teddy came in, when Skylar Thompson came in, Tua was getting target or Tyreek Hill was getting targeted like it was nobody like nobody's business. And then Tua comes back in last week and Jalen Waddle suddenly sees the ball a lot more again. All right, let's do it. Let's do Jalen Waddle. Right. Loaded yep. up on Miami's running back and Miami's wide <laughs> yeah, receiver. Like, yeah, we loaded up on Dolphins players. We might want to chill out on them now, but we've got so much money left. Yeah, we do. We're average with 64.75 left to be exact. So we could go someone cheap right now on wide receiver end and then save some money for our running back, another wide receiver in flex. I wouldn't say this is cheap. It's not expensive, but I wouldn't. I well, I guess it's a little cheap, but it's also not the most glamorous. But seeing how much more involved he's been in the offense the last couple of weeks with Jimmy G, as much as we don't like the 49ers, but Brandon Ayuk is at 6,100, has a really good matchup against the Rams, that is not going to have uh, Jalen Ramsey on him, even though Ramsey hasn't looked that great anyway this year. But it's an option. I'm not saying let's throw him in there, but it's an option. Yeah, it's not horrible. I don't. I don't love it off the jump. It's not horrible, and there's just not a lot of like value grabs down here. Something that is a value grab, but it's it's not at the same time because very talented wide receiver, but has just not shown up this year. You might know who I'm talking about, but it's DJ Moore. But he's got PJ Walker throwing at him. But well, he came out last week with PJ throwing at him. He had he had ten targets, seven catches, yeah, sixty nine yards and a touchdown. I kind of like that pick. Yeah. That was against Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay has been hit or miss this year, but they're playing the worst secondary in the yep. NFL this week. Yep. Let's snag him at fifty three hundred thousand eleven hundred dollars below. Yeah, what our uh, budget got- allows us to. So let's snag a our next running back, and we can go. It's pretty expensive here. Someone that money, someone that we think is going to pop off, but also at the same time, everyone's favorite running back. I say we take Alvin Kamara. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Absolutely not. I would absolutely not. Mm -mm. Um, Not taking Christian McCaffrey against the Rams. No. Um, Derrick Henry against Houston is a solid one. Yep. But he's eighty four hundred. Barkley's solid. Um, even somebody like Kenneth Walker is. It doesn't. Have I was looking at Kenneth up, Walker. But, He's still yeah. Kenneth Walker is below what we have average remaining per player. And his last three weeks since he became the starter is just. I mean, he he has just been going off, and he's get he's seeing a lot of work too, which I think is what his value is so underrated. With twenty one carries, twenty three carries, um, four touchdowns in his last three weeks. Like he, he's just he's seeing so much of a of a workload. It's hard to pass that up. Now, is there anybody else below him that's worth looking at? I like Kenneth. Well, let's go Kenneth Walker because anything else we could also look at in our flex later. So let's go Kenneth Walker, and then we'll we'll fill, we'll fill the next wide receiver, and then all we have left is flex. We have seven thousand um, dollars 
left per player. So if you're wanting to just scroll right on down to where our yep. threshold is. You're looking at around a CD Lamb, a Amon Ross St. Brown. Who I would not take right now. He's kind of been dealing yeah. with some injury issues. Wait till he gets healthy. Um, somebody that I kind of like this weekend. I know the matchup doesn't favor them. Is Tyler Lockett because DK Metcalf is dealing with some issues. Um, but I know he's playing one of the better pass defenses. Yeah, but he might not see – well, he might not be shaded as much by – who is the Giants' top guy? Who do they have right – that beats me, right? Like, I honestly don't know who their top corner is, but I also don't know if he'll be on Metcalf or Lockett because of Metcalf's uncertainty. Um, but I don't hate that. I mean, the value's there. It'll give us a chance to to put uh, a heavier name in our flex if need be. Um Outside of that, uh, you don't have somebody that's going to get you. I mean, you could go Chris Olave, seeing a lot more uptick in that offense, but yeah, we haven't really seen him and Jameis connect uh, a whole lot this year, which kind of worries me. Last week was Andy Dalton, which was where he got a lot of his work. So I don't know, especially with Michael Thomas being questionable to come back, he could see a lot more work. Outside of that, outside of Tyler Lockett, the only other person that I like would be Brandon Ayuk, probably. Which I know you were just saying gets a lot more work, but his ceiling is is kind of low. Yeah, the only thing that is interesting to me is that right now Debo is questionable for the game, um, which could benefit. Ayuk a little bit now. Granted, he might be shaded more by Ramsey if that happens. Um, but options there. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to take. Now, the more I think about, it, I don't really want to take Lockett because we would have two pairs of running back wide receivers on the same team. Yeah. Um, another one that's interesting, just because of the volume that he's seen in a good amount of his games, is Devonta Smith. Um, he I is just looking at miss. But he, I mean, he's had 10 targets in a game, eight targets in a game, um, over 100 yards a couple times. AJ Brown will get, or will be shaded by uh, whoever Pittsburgh's top corner is right now. So that's a good option as well. But yeah, I mean, he's put up double digits in every week, but two in the, obviously, week one. I don't, know how much he played. He only got four targets to zero receptions, but then against Jacksonville, I'm okay with taking Devonta Smith. And we if we can do take that, him. we've got $7,800 to blow on a flex. So, which, yeah. Which is AJ Brown. <laughs> I know. I, I scrolled right down to AJ Brown, who's 7,700. Got Dalvin Cook, who's playing a solid run defense. There we go. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I almost wanted to take him as my second running back. Been eating it up lately. Seeing 20-plus attempts. Every game. Almost every single game. Three touchdowns. He's had over 140 rushing yards in the last three games. Taking Josh Jacobs for sure. He balances that offense out so well. I saw a stat. if If he sees over, I think it's like 18 carries a game, that team wins more than they lose. And so the more they get him involved, the better they are. And I think that they're maybe you're starting to notice that. So if you if you put Josh Jacobs in that uh 
or give Josh, Josh Jacobs more opportunities, he's going to produce more. So I love that. I like game. it. I like it a lot. That leaves us $300 left. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Not I hate always I hate going back and looking through people to see who I could fill with more because that's the lineup we created with what we had, right? And I don't want to sub anyone out. That's a good lineup if you ask me. Yeah, I I think so. I you know I always get I do get people that are like I got to use all my money. No, you don't. You don't have to. Like no, go with your gut. Take what you got. Don't feel like you need. Oh my god, I got money left. Let me go change my defense out. Let me go change my tight end out. You don't got to do that. Ride with your gut. Make it happen. Win some money. Here we go. Daniel Jones, Raheem Mostert, Kenneth Walker, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Juwan Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Washington Commanders. There it is. Hey, not a sexy looking lineup. Favorable matchups, high ceilings. Like granted, they are there's some low floors in there, but you want those high ceilings with and with these. Always the unsexy lineups that win people money in daily fantasy. Like I never see people who throw in Christian McCaffrey, um, Devontae Adams, and then a bunch of no names win money. Like it's always those guys who have good you just matchup. gotta find some diamonds. Yep. Find exactly. some diamond value plays. I will probably throw some money in DraftKings, play this lineup. Hell, I might even play it in my one I, that I play every week. I already placed it. It's I, I literally, as we were doing it, filled it out, and I just submitted it. I'm riding with that lineup. You guys can take my word for it. I'm uh, trusting our gut, and we're, running, we're going to win some money on this. There we go. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. All right. So there is our fantasy portion for y'all. Just because whenever we – since we do these on Tuesday nights when we do, like, ads and who to target uh, in the, like, waiver wire – it's useless to you guys because you won't hear it on time because waivers clear on Wednesday mornings mostly. <laughs> so there's that. But we'll move on to another subject before we get to our picks, and that is not going to be football. It's going to be the World Series. So if you're not into baseball, hit the little 10-second thing, and you can skip past this for about five minutes. I was going to say, you might only have to hit 10 seconds once because I don't have too much to say about this, but I did want to touch on it. I have a little bit to say. Not like – a lot, but I, I I can talk on it for a little bit. Got the Phillies and the Astros. One thing I want to talk about is the bullshit scheduling. It ended on Sunday night, and we don't have a game till Friday. Pretty garbage, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I and like I get it because Houston swept. Philly they could play Wednesday night or whatever it was. Like, yeah, move. I mean, I, I I understand that it's very hard logistically to be like, hey, we're gonna move the start date entirely. 
you can move it up maybe a day or two, like at, at least just to, just to avoid the one, the players sitting, I think players hate to sit. That's what I'm saying. A couple days rest is great. Sure. But like, if you have momentum, which both of these teams do, you want to play and like get, give them that chance. Now, right. in it on Sunday, if you can't start it until Wednesday or Thursday, totally understandable. You guys reschedule shit all the time and in sports like you can you can move these games a couple days and make it make it work for the fans and the networks and the players do you see my chair right now no but i am seeing you move around watch this (laughs) i literally i pull it all the way up and then you slowly Uh, slowly sink back down of course it's not gonna do it right now but yeah it's been like (laughs) oh love that Yep. Love that for me. Uh, so about the World Series, you know, everyone like has such a hatred and shits on the Astros so much, rightfully so, with what had happened in the past. Um, and there's still quite a few players still on that team. But at the same time, I mean, I'm indifferent about it. Like, it's whatever. No, not that many people shit on the Patriots for what they did in the past. People still root for them, and they don't fucking call them the worst team to ever walk the face of the planet. Granted, I don't like them, and I'll call them cheaters, but if they're playing <laughs> someone, I don't. Like, for instance, that year they played the Rams, I still rooted for them. Yeah. Like, a few years back, yep. just because I hate the Rams that much. But at the same time, I think it's time to let some things go. Uh I don't love either team, but I just can't stand Philly fans. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. One, um, I actually heard that on the radio the other day, so that's kind of funny that you said that, is that you don't see people tying all, like, Patriots to, like, oh, my God, I hate the Patriots because, you know, this team cheated or whatever. Well, it's not this team. It's the teams from the past that had, like, you don't see people tying Tom Brady to deflate gate right now when he's on the Bucks just because of what happened. Yes, they his name is still connected to those allegations and things like that, but they're not holding it against him in terms of what he's doing right now with the Buccaneers. I think the same should be said for the players who are currently on the Astros, you know, like Jordan Alvarez did not have anything to do with that. Their entire pitching staff outside of, I think a couple didn't have anything to do with that. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, a couple others. Yes. were there. Um, I don't remember if like Kyle Tucker was or not, but, it's a different team. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the Yankees earlier. Um, get over it. Like y'all lost this time. You lost to the Astros, totally different team. They weren't cheating. You just lost because you weren't good. This Astros team is pretty good. Again, I don't really know if I have a rooting interest in either team, but I'm kind of with you is like, I, it's hard. It's hard to root for anything Philly. And so <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like but, taking shots at personal Philly people. Like, right. I'm not saying they're all bad. But it's just the stigma of, of Philly fans and like just like that, you know, they burn shit down and riot. And like there's a way of celebrating, there's a way of doing it right. It's just, they're just obnoxious. And, you know, I'm sure there's obnoxious people everywhere. I'm probably I, obnoxious. I was going to say, <laughs> I know some great Philly people. I, like I'm out in DC now. So there's a lot of people at my university where I'm at that are from Philly. I know some great Philly people. I'm not calling y'all like assholes and things like that, but as a collective, you guys <laughs> are assholes. <laughs> culturally known that yeah. they are just terrible fans. There's and also I feel like fans. you all embrace it. So, you know, you can, you're probably totally fine with that, but yeah, 
if the Phillies win the World Series and the Eagles somehow win anything, that city's going to burn to the ground. Um, that's why I hope it doesn't happen. And there might be there's there's probably a small part of me that's rooting against Philly because they beat the Cardinals, yeah, which and the yeah, way that, they beat the Cardinals. That might be so because the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals were the better team. They should have won that. No, that's another story for another day. But I've watched both teams play. The this Astros team is fun to watch. They hit the ball around. I don't know who's gonna beat them. I mean, I just don't just running over people. And and this is what I said in our group chat that we had the other day with me, you, and Jarrett. I'm sure it's happened, but has a team went uh, without a loss in the playoffs before? If they have, I don't think it's been for a while. Um, Obviously, in baseball, for sure. I to the degree they have, maybe not because what when was the divisional series introduced? Like probably in the nineties, because I don't think it was before that. I think before that it was just like the championship series. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't remember specifically, but yeah. It's, it's but either way, relatively new. So they're cruising through teams. I mean, they they've they haven't lost a game. They sweep the Yankees, which is impressive. They were down in some. They were down in a game, big game one to the Mariners. Came back and won. Their bats are really good. They have good pitching. Well, I think that the Phillies have good pitching as well. What benefits the Phillies is their strikeouts. They have like pretty good strikeout pitchers, but yeah. the Astros don't strike out a lot. So, um, if I'm taking it, I will take Astros and five. That's my yeah. Goal. I was gonna say if you can somehow bet the under of five and a half in this definitely series, can do it. Um, I will tell you just right now, there has been one team to go undefeated in the MLB playoffs. It was the 1976 Reds. They went seven and zero because there was not a. It was not the wild card era. Since the wild card era began in 1995, no team has went undefeated in the playoffs. Um, that would require 11 wins. That is kind of currently where the Astros are headed if they somehow do it. Um, but no team has done it in this era, and no team has done it since 1976. All right. There you go. Under five and a half is plus 150. Um, they, The Astros are minus one. 85 to win the series. I will say if the both teams remain as hot as they do, I could see this being a six step seven game series. I still think the Astros win it, but if the Phillies somehow stay hot and they're just hitting the ball, like they've been hitting the ball, I could see it becoming more of a series. This seems like a, a solid bet to me and I'm not going to tell you what side I'm on, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if, if the side stands out to you series, total home runs. This is on DraftKings. total home runs in the series. Over under 12 and a half. Depends on how many games it goes, but I like the over in that. You like the over? These teams hit a lot of home runs. I was thinking under, though. That's a lot of home runs. Well, it just depends, right? If this game, if this series goes six, seven games, that's two home runs a game. Yeah. And that's very doable. But if this game goes four to five games, then suddenly you're looking at three to four home runs a game, and that's a different story. So. Just this is this is wild. wild the last one before we move on. Series total strikeouts, hundred and eight and a half. 
I would almost bet the under on that. <laughs> That's a lot of Ks. You're asking for 20 strikeouts a game in a five-game series. And I mean, I know it's a seven-game series, but in five games, if that's what it goes, it's 20 strikeouts a game. Ten strikeouts <laughs> per lot. side. That seems like a lot. It seems like way too much. Minus 115 is the under. It's barely the favorite. I would I would bet the under on that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That might be my that's my favorite pick of the postseason. Lock of the world under 108 and a half Ks. What a fucking wild bet. But anyway, all right. So I made my official pick. I'm saying Strohs and five. What do you got? Um, give me Strohs and six. Just just all extra right. game. I feel like it could happen. But Strohs and six. I I can't see the Phillies winning this. There we go. There you have it, folks. All right. We are we're actually cruising this week, fellas. Uh we are going to take a small piss break for Ethan. Yes. <laughs> and then we will be back with our picks of the week. All right. We are going to roll into our weekly picks you know, I'm glad we didn't change this format. A couple of weeks ago, we were seriously looking into revamping it. It might have just fucked things up. Maybe it just took us four or five weeks to get things rolling. Uh, we're t- the, the, like I said, the tables have turned. We're doing our thing. Ten units on whatever picks you like. Could be one pick. Could be eight picks. What is your first game or when is your first game of the week that you have? Yeah, so I actually I only have two NFL picks this week, but they bookend my college football picks. So my first pick is Thursday night football. My last pick is NFL on Sunday. All right. I have one on Thursday night as well. Hopefully we have the same pick because our same picks last week did pretty yeah, solid. They were pretty you, solid. What do you have on Thursday night football? Thursday night football. Um, obviously, for those of you who don't know, um, you will now. It is Ravens Bucks Thursday night football. Um, interesting matchup because you know you're kind of looking. Ravens are a dynamic offense when they want to be. The Bucks are a dynamic offense when they want to be, but should be, <laughs> but are not really. Um, their defense has been struggling, which is interesting. I'm not really going to give a whole lot of points here. I am not taking one side or the other. Actually, I am taking the over of 45. That seems kind of low to me for these two teams, even though I understand like Bucks just came off of a game where they only scored three points against the Panthers. Um, the Ravens can be inconsistent, but I, I see this game being like a 28-24 game. I, I see these teams scoring. Neither defense really overly impresses me. Both of them should have coming into the year. Neither one really has. Um, I think both of these offenses can score on each other. I think it'll be a little bit of a shootout, nothing crazy, but give me the over of 45 i'm putting two units on it okay the more i the more i sat there and listened to you talk not that you swayed me but i was like listen to the to what you had um i'm i'm on the ravens and i'm not going to make an official pick because just two both of these teams have not hit full stride well the ravens did to start the year in lamar jackson but he's since been struggling um and tampa bay has been really struggling they've lost four out of their last five I think something might be able, like, like you almost got to think, like, oh, something's got to give for them eventually. So I'm not going to make an official pick. I'm still going to ride with the Ravens money line uh, as a personal pick of mine. I'll put it out as a lean on Thursday night like we always do, but I think I just convinced myself otherwise, so I'm not going to take it. Okay, fair enough. All right. 
Uh, so I'm assuming your next pick is on either Friday or Saturday. It is on Saturday. All right. All right. I have a lean on Friday, but again, not going to go into it too much. Saturday, 11 a.m. game. 11 a.m. game. I have a couple. So what is your first one? My first one is um, seem to be, I, I guess I really like big 12 games this weekend because you'll notice a trend here in a second. Um, but my first one is TCU at West Virginia. It is a 11 a.m. You're going to ride game. the train so the wheels fall off here? No. Um, although technically, I guess, yes. Because <laughs> I have bet them what three weeks in a row now, um, but or well, no, I bet West Virginia at the beginning of the year, so I guess you could ride either train because I've been on TCU the past couple weeks, but I was on West Virginia at the beginning of the year. I am going to do what I did last week for the Wednesday night game, and I am actually going to do a same game six point teaser. I really like the way it worked out last time. Um, I really like the way it's going to work out this time. So. Six point teaser, give me TCU minus one, and then give me the under yeah. of 74 and a half at two units. TCU minus one. Yep. Under 74. <clears throat> or yeah, 74, 74 and a half, wherever you got it. Um, two units, though. Either way, I don't care. I don't think that they reach 74 points as a collective. Um, I really like TCU on the road in this game. Minus one is basically a pick them at that point. As long as they win, you're good. Um, I mean, they've beat they they're seven and zero. They're seventh in the country. Yep. They've beat four ranked teams in a row. They're rolling. I would be surprised if they drop a game to West Virginia. So I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. My first one is Saturday at 11 a.m. as well. It is a game that probably will have some fireworks. Hopefully, make it a good game. It is. Ohio State at Penn State. This is one of those games where I looked at the spread and I was like, that that makes no sense to me. Uh, Two weeks ago, it worked out great. Whenever I did that, it is 15 and a half points. Penn State getting 15 and a half at home. Huge, huge matchup with big implications. Give me Penn State plus 15 and a half. Um, I know Ohio State's been rolling through teams, but Penn State also has been doing the same thing. They've looked solid. Their only loss, blowout loss to Michigan, you could say, you know, going into the big house, not easy at Michigan. Really good team. This one's at home. Uh, They're finding their stride. They just blew the doors off of Minnesota. Uh, There's really not an advantage either way. Uh, Ohio State runs the ball a lot. I think they're not going to be able to run it at will like they do on most teams. Same thing as Penn State. It's going to come down to who can get creative and who can score. I don't think that it's a 15.5 point game, so I'm taking Penn State plus 15.5 at 1.5 units. Yeah, I I think people just have to realize, right, Penn State's not Iowa. Like We really thought last week Iowa was going to hold their own because of their defense. They didn't. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Ohio State's rolling people, and they are. But Penn State's a good football team, and for it to be a 15.5-point spread, conference matchup, um, on the road, very, very tough place to play. I don't know if they do multiple wideout games a year. They did their wideout game last week, so it kind of sucks that they didn't do it for this one. But that crowd's still going to be electric. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you really needed a whole lot for what this crowd's going to be like. Yep, no, I agree. So um, I like that pick a lot. I, I was looking at it, too. That's why you saw me holding the, the plus if, up on the screen. And if you want a chance, if you want a chance at making the uh, Big Ten championship game, 
You have yep. to you have to win this game. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win, but it, hopefully you would think that they want to make it close because they're going to need to win this game. Went out and Michigan's going to have to lose one. So. Yeah, you got to play like you're going to win. So exactly, yep. so I like that. All right, cool. When is your next one? Uh, it is Saturday at two thirty. Okay, that's fine. We can just go since there's so well, me and you. How many how many games do you have left? Because I don't have many. I didn't have many picks this week. How many do you have total? Uh, five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll <laughs> let you roll into yours. Okay. Your next one, and then yep. I'll, I'll kind of see where I'm going to narrow mine down at. That is fine with me. My next one, I told you I had a trend. I'm staying in the Big 12. It is Oklahoma State at Kansas State. It is 230. I have this Oklahoma one as well. State is plus one and a half. Um, I don't know if you'll be on the same side of me or not. I hope so. <clears throat> I've bet on both of these teams more than once this year. I am not even going to worry about the spread. I am taking Oklahoma State money line at plus 105 for two units. Um, Kansas State is a good football team. They are not a great football team. I think Oklahoma State is on borderline of being a great football team. They've had their hiccups. Um, I don't think they're going to have a hiccup here. We just saw TCU semi-run over Kansas State last week. Oklahoma State bounced back after a slow start. Oklahoma State was getting was brink of getting doors knocked in on them by Texas last yeah. week. Came back, beat them. Not only beat them, but then covered the spread on yeah. them. Yeah. So crazy enough, they did that. I know this one's on the road, but like you said, Kansas State, good team, not great team. I'm not worried about Oklahoma State's defense and how poor they've been this year, which is kind of crazy because they were one of the best defenses in the country last year. Um, they're going to be able to score. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. More than Kansas State, obviously. That's how you win a football game. But I, I like their offense a lot better. I think that they have a better chance of creating scoring opportunities than Kansas State does. So I like that pick of yours. I think and I'm taking it as well. But I'm only doing I'm doing a unit and a half. Yep, I got two on it, and I think if you if you want to do a little parlay action, um, the over under is only fifty six, and I see this over hitting with ease, like with yeah, e- I can see eighty points scored in this game, just in my opinion. So give me a hell. Point. Here's you a here's you a seven point teaser. You go Oki State plus <laughs> yeah. eight and a half over forty nine. If you yeah. really want, no way. brainer. Or you could <laughs> or you could combine that with Ethan's earlier same game teaser. But either way, we're both taking Oklahoma State. I like that. My second, technically third one is Sunday or Sunday, Saturday at 11 a.m. Notre Dame at Syracuse. 
big game. Syracuse 16th in the country, six and one. They have been just on an absolute mission. They should have beat Clemson last week. They really rolled over and let that game fall apart and, and kind of go away from them. They were up, I believe, 21 to 10. Yep. Didn't score any points in the entire second half. Covered, lost. Yes, I know it's a heartbreaker. Clemson is a fucking way better football team than Notre Dame. Can't convince me otherwise. Notre Dame lost to Stanford at home. Barely beat BYU. They're not the team they once were. I got Syracuse, better team, better defense, better off, like better team all around, minus three. But I'm going to buy the hook to two and a half because I really don't want to get burned on that yep. at minus 20. And I'm also going to do a unit and a half on that. I like my unit and a half picks this week. Nice. I really liked where you were going with, you know, better defense, better team, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> so I do like this. That. That's that's where my mind was going for that. My money better, my clothes better, my shoes better. Um, no, I like that pick. I, Notre Dame's frauds. I mean, they they always have. They're going to be in the top ten in the preseason polls every year, and then they're going to fall out of the top twenty five every year. Yeah, I mean, but you like know. Syracuse, I like them a lot at home. I know the Carrier Dome is not a horribly terrible hard place to play, but still at home. Yeah, Notre Dame's a football school. We always knew that. So. Yeah. All right. What you got next, sir? I have my last college football game before my last NFL game. Um, this is also a 2.30 game on Saturday. It is a game that I don't know if many people will watch, but it might be a game that a lot of people would find entertainment in watching. It is the North Texas Mean Green at <laughs> Western Kentucky. These teams... If they do one thing, it is score the fucking football. The over under is at 68. Give me the over. And and I and I think that this will hit with relative ease. Both teams are averaging over 35 points a game. So right there, they're averaging over the over. Um also these teams' defenses aren't very impressive. If you put both of these teams on a football field, you don't need Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky to throw touchdowns like he did last year for them to still put up points. This this game is going to be an absolute shootout. Give me the over of 68, two units. I think that this is going to be a fun game to watch for people who don't really care about either team. If you can find it, great. It's probably on ESPN+. Plus. Um, but it might be a fun game to watch. All right. Yeah, I uh, looked. didn't even look at that game, so don't hate it. I know that both teams put up points, and points are just at will. Um, so I don't hate that. I am down between my last two college football games, and I am having a tough time narrowing it down. And I know that I'm likely going to make the wrong choice here, but I'm going to do it. And it works whenever I pick this team, Ethan. It does not work whenever you <laughs> pick this team, if you know which way I'm going here. I think so, but I'd like to hear it. I think so. It is Saturday night at 6 o'clock, so you can have a nice little buzz going. We're getting some value here, folks. We're going an underdog. They're plus 110. Coastal Carolina at Marshall. Coastal Carolina is a the underdog going into this game, 6-1. and one. Marshall is 3-4. and four, Or, sorry, 4-3. and three. Uh, I, I, know, I know Coastal Carolina just dropped a game to, uh, to Old Dominion. They had a bye week. 
It is because it's because you bet on them. You cannot pick them. Yes. I me and Jarrett picked them. Uh they dropped their first game of the year to Old Dominion. They have a bye week. I'm sure they got absolutely hammered on their bye week by their coach. Not by their girlfriends, not by alcohol. They got hammered by the coach. Not in a good way. Jarrett was talking shit about Grayson McCall. You can talk shit about him all you want. The dude has almost 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over, only one interception. Their offense averages 70 more yards per game and seven more points per game than Marshall's. Granted, I know the defenses are a little bit different, but I think that Coastal Carolina has a lot more high-powered of an offense. They're going to find ways to score. They're not going to lose this game to drop two in a row. Give me them plus 110 Coastal Carolina money line for a unit. Yeah, I think um, if we really wanted to try an experiment, because I think you're undefeated with them this year when betting on them, right? I believe so. And I picked them once and lost. So if I go out <laughs> next week and pick Coastal Carolina and they lose to App State, then we know that all it is is it just depends on if Travis <laughs> picks them or if I pick them. So I don't hate that pick, though. I, I think it's a good bounce-back game for If them. they win, you got to take them next week. Yep. Yep, absolutely. On the road <laughs> against App State. Although App State hasn't been that impressive absolutely. this year. So, you know. And if Coastal Carolina rolls in there at seven and one, trying to win their conference, anything's possible. All right, let's roll into our. Well, I guess you have only have one more pick left, right? Technically two, but same game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll go on and go into my first one then. It is okay. Sunday at noon. It is the Dolphins at Lions. We talked about this a little bit ago. Have two of these players in our fantasy. DraftKings lineup. Dolphins minus three at the Lions. What is the, what the fuck is this line? It's a weird you can't, line. You can't, and, and I know it might be a trap line, but then again, not at the same time. Dolphins haven't looked amazingly impressive. Uh to a I think this is the game where they find things out and they and they kind of have a revenge game on what happened on Sunday. Hopefully, Mike McDaniel learns from his decisions and i think he will there's gonna run down their throat i'm taking the dolphins minus three at two units yeah i think people are still high on the lions and like i was too at the beginning of the season or before the beginning of the season um because of the way they performed their first you know three games or whatever but the past couple of games they just have not looked good and i don't know if that's going to change here against the dolphins the really good matchup for the dolphins to really just explode that offense um, I don't think they're going to get the ball moving very well against Miami's defense. So the, the three, three and a half, I don't care what it is. If it moves up to four, just a weird line. I think the Dolphins. It was even up to five. So I was going to say, if the Dolphins don't win this game, if the Dolphins don't cover whatever spread is there, they're going to lose this game. Travis they're, will eat another chip. Fuck no. <laughs> I'll, no. I'll fucking, I would rather do a freaking beer bong in my ass. If the Dolphins don't cover this game, they will lose. Yeah. If the Dolphins win this game, it's going to be by like 10 points or, yeah. or more. So that is my pick. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Um, I have uh, Jared. That's Jared's line. <laughs> I, I like, I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. Um, I'm going to take two is over on passing yards this week because I can. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I have Jared, if you're listening, which I don't know if you will. Um, 
that was for you. <laughs> I have one game left. I have two individual picks, so it's not like a teaser parlay or anything like that. Two individual picks in this same game. Travis, how many games do you have left to, to go on your spread? I have one game, and then I okay. think I'm going to throw a half-unit parlay in there for the fuck of it. Fun, fun, fun. Um, I will just go ahead and give both my picks then, and you can round it out. Um, this is a noon game on Sunday. It is Falcons-Panthers, Falcons at Panthers specifically. Um, I am putting a unit on both the spread and the over-under. Um, give me the Falcons minus four and a half. I don't care if they lost their their train of being undefeated against the spread last week. I know that they look miserable against the Bengals. I know the Panthers look good against the Bucks. I think this is why the line is so close. I think the Pal- the Falcons are by far a better team. Um, the Panthers, again, just trading away everybody. They had a fluke win last week with P.J. Walker. Not saying they're not going to put up a little bit of a fight, but four and a half is pretty small for me there. Give me Falcons minus four and a half for a unit. And then also give me the over. I think there's going to be some points scored. It's only at 42. Um, I could easily see this being like a 23 to 20 win. Or sorry, that would not cover my spread. I could easily see this being like a 27 to 20 win, something like that. Give me the over 42 for a unit as well. So minus four and a half a unit, over 42 for a unit. All right. So I lied about doing a a half unit parlay the last time I did that. And I, I lost that week. So I'm going to do... Because I have right now three, four and a half, five and a half, six, seven and a half. So I have two and a half units. Two and a half units. Uh, I'm going to do a two unit or a one unit play and a one and a half unit play. My one unit play is going to be Sunday at noon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Weird line. Love it, though, at the same time. It is the Patriots at the Jets. The Pats are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they are the better team. I'm not sold on the Jets whatsoever. Uh, I think they lose this game. I'm taking Pats' money line. I don't really think there's a whole lot of in-depth to go here. I think – hopefully you can agree with me that you think that the Jets are overrated. I think they finally reached their potential. I think the line's weird because of the uncertainty at quarterback, but I don't think it matters. I, I, I actually do agree with you that while the Jets are a better football team this year, and there's no denying that, they're not a great football team, and the hype is a little oversold. They also just lost arguably their best key piece on offense um, in Brees Hall. Because they lost Elijah Vera Tucker on the line too. Oh, there you go. And so you, you lose two big key pieces like that, you're in trouble, and – as long as the Patriots are coached by Bill Belichick, and granted, I am not a big fan of him just as much as I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady or the Patriots in general, but as long as they still have him um, running the show up there, they're always going to be competitive. 
especially against teams like the Jets who are still trying to figure out their their identity. Um, are they a good football team? Are they not? I think this week they will not be. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, the Pats are in perfect turn it around point in their season. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go on a run and make playoffs, but they're three and four. They got the Jets, the Colts, the Jets. Yeah, you could rattle off three wins right there. I think they lose to the Jets. Granted, I don't care if it's on the road. It's literally fucking right down the road. Uh, that's going to hurt them. And it's going to be kind of the downfall and demise of the Pats. Don't think that happens. Minus 130. Give me a unit. My next pick, Sunday, 325. Four unit and a half. It is the 49ers at the Rams. And so five Rams. Plus 105 on the money line. Unit and a half. They're the dogs here. Talked about it. I don't love the 49ers. They're not in a good spot here. They're they're going to lean heavily on Christian McCaffrey. However, the Rams have one of the better run defenses in the league. I think it's going to be a little bit tough to get things going on them. Rams also coming off of a bye week. Um, just It doesn't settle well for me. 49ers coming off a blowout. I like the Rams here at home, not only to cover the spread, but to win for a unit and a half. I like that pick a lot. I mean, we talked about the 49ers, right? And you kind of just hit it on the head of like, are they contenders? No. Um, cont- or contenders for the playoffs, sure. Contenders for a Super Bowl, no. The Rams, though they have struggled, are still a good football team as much as we hate to admit it. And they're coming off a bye, right? Yeah, they're coming off a bye week as well. I had to think about it for their first second. So they're going to have rest. They're going to have practice. They're going to be prepped. Um, kind of weird that they're be healthy. Dogs here. They're going to be healthy. Um, I don't know why I didn't put this on my card. I think this will be a lean for me. I'll probably bet on it personally. Um, I think that's a good pick. Cool. Awesome. And that's all. That'll round out my 10 units. I think your 10 units are done. They are indeed. Jared's 10 units are starting right now. All right, ladies and gents. So here are my picks for this week. And what a turn of events, you know. So what looked like where I was going to be trending in the right direction. Um, I'm starting to fall off. I'm now behind Travis in the standings, and I'm down tremendously this year, almost down 20 units on my picks. So looking back at it, you know, start of the year strong and then had a bad week and then had not that great of a week and then had a little bit of a bounce back and then lost and then lost and had a little minor bounce back last week. But basically I've lost three out of the last five weeks. Um, and overall on the year I have lost, let's count them up, um, one – two, three, four, five. So I've lost five out of, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I've lost five out of eight weeks this year. And again, two out of the last, three out of the last five. So uh, much like Travis did a couple weeks ago, I am putting my picks on the line this week. I will do a punishment if I do not get in the green to round out October. Last week of October here, um, need to go into November on a hot streak and try to get this thing back on the green for the, before the end of the year. So if I have a week in the red, I don't care if it's by a half a unit. Um, I'm doing a punishment TBD that Travis and Ethan and I will talk about. Anyway, here's what I got this week. I got three college picks and some NFL stuff because NFL has been kind to me lately um, on the college slate. It's not a pretty one, but I have a game on Saturday at two 30. I'm taking Nebraska plus seven and a half at home against Illinois. Listen, I know Illinois is ranked. I know Ethan, um, thanks to the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, but I like the Huskers plus 7.5 at home. Uh, 52, uh, sorry, only 36% of the bets um, are on 
Nebraska, while well, 52% of the money is, which means, again, Sharps leaning that way. Public's betting heavy on Illinois early. Um, Nebraska's only been an underdog twice this year. They're 1-1 one one against the spread as an underdog. Um, Illinois won the last two contests. I think Nebraska gets this one. I'm not saying they win. They definitely keep it close. It's at Nebraska. Um, I see them coming out and, and playing a solid ball game. Uh, my next game is also Saturday. At two, uh, just a unit on that one as well. My next game is also Saturday at 2.30. It is Wake Forest at Louisville. Um, I'm taking the Cardinals at plus four at home. Again, very similar to the, the Nebraska game. Uh, 51% of the public bets, 52% depending on where you look, are on Wake Forest, while 61% of the money is on Louisville. So again, not as big of a discrepancy there, but the Sharks are leaning towards Louisville. Um, since week one, um, when they played Syracuse, who's turned out to be a really, really good football team this year, Louisville has not lost a game by more than four points. That is including in ACC play. They played Florida State. Um, they played some other good competition. So I think they keep this one close at home. Um, Wake Forest is a good football team. They've been also playing really, really well, scoring 40-plus in their last two. I think they kind of regressed towards the median there and are due for sort of a, a letdown spot. Again, I think Louisville keeps it close. I'm taking them plus four at a unit. The last game is a, is a late-night game, uh, a Mountain West game. It is Nevada at San Jose State. Um, and again, Nevada, I bet on them last week. They're one, they're one of my leans. They're not playing good football this year. They're one and three against the spread as an underdog. San Jose State has been pouring it on the competition. They're coming off a very tough loss on the road to Fresno State, a team who's not very good this year. Uh, I see them in a big bounce-back spot here. I'm taking them minus 24. I know it's a lot of points, but Nevada literally stinks. Go look at their schedule. They can't score. They can't do anything right. Furthermore, I feel like the square betters on this one are really leaning toward They're seeing that giant spread and taking Nevada because San Jose State's coming off a loss to a bad Fresno State team. Um, 29% of the public bets are on San Jose State. So that means 71% are on Nevada. Meanwhile, 61% of the money is on San Jose State. So that's a big discrepancy there. I like this game a lot. Still only doing a unit on it because I'm trying to figure out um, college football here. So those are my three college bets. Uh, my NFL bets this week, I'm taking the Cowboys minus 9.5 at home against the Bears. Bears had a big, big game on Monday night where they outplayed their expectations. They beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Big win for them. I think they kind of regressed back towards to the team we know they are, which doesn't feel the quarterback. Dallas has a really, really solid defense. They're probably going to be able to control time possession by running the ball with uh, Tony Pollard and, and Zeke Elliott. So I'm taking Cowboys minus 9.5 at two units. Also in that game, I like the under of 42.5. Again, got to shout out Lock and Cash Sports. I'm on TikTok. I saw this TikTok. He said in an NFL game, if you see a spread of 9.5 or higher, take the under. Because why, you, why do you take the under? Because if you take the under in those big spread games – more likely than not, the teams that are favored by you know nine and a half or more are going to get up early, big, and they're going to lay off the gas. Or the huge underdog we've seen a lot of times in this year in the NFL keeps that game relatively close. So I think it's more of the former here. I think the Cowboys get out to a big lead. They start to run the ball late, kind of control time of time possession, um, and maintain that that double digit lead. And that under 42 hit, 42 and a half hits. Again, a relatively new concept. I've kind of I'm toying with a few with a, uh, with a few other things. Um, so I'm only doing a unit on the Bears-Cowboys under 42-and-a-half. Another game that's very similar, the Eagles are 10-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers. I'm taking the under of 43-and-a-half and Steelers-Eagles for one unit. Um, whatever Tyree kills over on catches are against the Lions, I'm taking that uh, at two units. It's been almost an automatic bet this year, pretty much. I think he's hit it every single game, save for... I, I think it was the... No, I think he's hit it literally in every single game this year. So I'm taking Tyree kills over on catches... 
listen, the Dolphins moved the ball quick. They get it out a lot. He had three catches in the, on the first drive against um, the, the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. The Lions are terrible. Um, their defense isn't great. So I'm going to go ahead and take Hills over on catches wherever it's at at two units. And then Sunday Night Football, it is Packers, Bills. Again, same thing here. Bills are 9.5, 10-point favorites depending on where you look. So I'm taking the under of 47.5 in Packers, Bills. Uh, for just a unit, though, how many times have we seen primetime stinkers this year? A lot. So that's why I'm leaning that. So, again, that's my full card. I, I need a bounce back week. I'm down almost 19 units on the year on the podcast, which is awful. The newbie Ethan's kicking me and Travis in the ass. Um, Travis has actually got almost a six-unit lead. Actually, he does have a six-unit lead over me now. So I need a bounce back big time. Um, so I'm putting it on the line. If I end up in the red this week, I will do a punishment. TBD on the next podcast. Y'all have a great week and I'll see you next week. That'll wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 181, Two Drunk Brothers on the Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please, wherever you're listening to this, give us a thumbs up, five-star review, whatever helps us out. Until then, we will see you next week. And one quick thing, if you guys have something that you want to hear next week, put it on social media. We're open to suggestions. We throw these new segments out there. Um, So if there's something you want to hear, something you're interested in, just let us know. Peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 